Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth in climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Dragon Rider and Major Death. So let's, uh, let's just hop into it and go into last week's poll question, Mage. Sure. Last week's poll question, we asked you, what has been your favorite keyword from Year of the Phoenix? We had 28 votes. Thank you to all of you that voted. And with 50% of the votes, Spellburst was victorious this week. Uh, Corrupt had 21.4, Outcast 17.9, and Dormant was bringing up the rear with 10.7. I I would mention that uh, we got a comment from Sam C's Ghost that mentioned that while it's not a keyword, his favorite thing during uh, the all the uh, expansions was the dual class cards that those were, those were very enjoyable. And obviously that they're not a keyword, so they didn't make the the poll, but I, I think a lot of people have really enjoyed the keywords are uh, the dual class cards. And now that we're seeing them come back for the dark moon races, I think it reminds everybody just how fun those were. Exactly. So let's move on to news for the week. Um, we got, Quite a bit to get through here. So, first off, Dark Moon Races mini expansion went live on Thursday. Um, we have the undocumented changes in patch 19.4. Among them, XP shown after each game and 12 new DMF achievements, uh, Dark Moon Fair achievements. Also, I noticed too. Um, I don't think it was noticed, but Uther's uh, emotes, uh, headless Uther's emotes are different now too. Like they yeah, made it felt like they made a lot of changes that were they didn't know in the patch, right? Right there, were, there definitely was a bunch of things. That was one of them. There was a visual bug, at least initially, with some of the Dark Moon Races cards that seems to have been fixed. <laughs> there was. Uh, yeah, like you said, there was some uh, the the uh, new, more rhyming emotes from uh, from the headless Uther because mm-hmm. he he rhymes quite a bit in the uh, in the world of Warcraft and that uh, those were there. There was you know we got some preview of some uh, hero portraits that are coming as part of a bundle later on this year. Um, all all sorts of interesting stuff. There was just um yeah it seemed like there was a lot of things that didn't 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 make the patch notes that ended up being in there yeah they added uh after you finish a game you see the experience like the plus however much experience you're earning for the track like i don't think they mentioned anything about putting that on either and that's a very visual thing like (laughs) the game ends and it's like right there in your face you see it it's like oh hey this is cool like uh so that that was a cool little thing that loved a lot of things that you mentioned, it's kind of cool to just discover all that stuff and be like, oh, look at all these little things that they added that it's like, wow, they really changed a lot and put a lot in. So it was cool. I feel like the, the XP thing was a huge quality of life improvement, right? Like, right. why didn't I, they mention that? How, how did that not get into the patch notes? That, that I think people would be like applauding. Hey, that's that's awesome. And like the other other thing is, is they somehow managed to delay some of the achievement notifications. So you're not you don't see the achievement notification before the visualization of whatever the achievement was on the screen. Um, so that's yes. that that's pretty that's pretty nice as, as well. Yeah. Uh, I know there was a lot of people specifically in the battlegrounds where you would find yep. out how you did the in second. a battlegrounds round before the animations even finished yep it yeah, would be um, like or people post opening packs oh, okay the thing would pop up to say like oh you've yeah. completed the legendaries things or whatever you know and be like oh i didn't even know i had a legendary and <laughs> then you kind of get to know what it is so like kind of the achievement spoiler thing yeah that yeah, I remember. Wow, they I've did had, that a lot. <laughs> yes, because I remember that being particularly. It was most notable in battlegrounds for me. I'm like, did I? Okay, is that the top four achievement? Did I just get knocked out, or did I? Did I? You know, did I win this one? It's like when you're in the top two and an achievement pops up, you're like, 
okay, well, I've already gotten top four, so that means I won. And it's like, okay, how did I win? <laughs> so it's super – I'm glad that those are delayed now because, I mean, it was amusing. It wasn't a huge detraction, but it was – I feel like it's better to wait until the animations are done to show that. So can, can I share with you a little spoiler thing that I've I've noticed? I don't know if, if you all have noticed this, but – Go for you it. You actually, you, uh, I, I saw it again today, actually watching Dragon Rider's stream. Uh, she, she played a box of Yog Saran and immediately I knew she had kind of ended up losing the game because the Hearthstone deck tracker pops up once the game ends to show you what your new experience total is before the animation finished. And I didn't know how. Somebody had died, but the game had ended, and I assumed that it was her because, uh, you know, she had a lower life total going into the box <laughs> and then proceeded yeah. to draw every card imaginable with the box of Yogg Saram that would draw more cards. Uh, uh, so it was just something I, I so that still can kind of spoil it a little bit. Uh, I apologize if you didn't notice and now you can't not notice going forward, but uh it's it, it'll pop up just for a moment and you'll see it and then it, it actually i think can go away but I, it's just something <laughs> something i'd noticed hmm. yeah, wow. yeah i mean, That's I, mean funny. I was the one playing and i didn't even notice <laughs> <laughs> i was too distracted by box drawing me a million cards i was gonna say you're just busy by the or too busy noticing all the flashing lights and you're just like stop no stop 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 oh yeah no, stop yeah, drawing I, cards I was, stop drawing cards <laughs> i was just sitting cards. there laughing like well i died from fatigue about five draws ago but it keeps going ah <laughs> uh, the joys of yog saran so okay then we have wretched tiller hysteria nerf incoming so the, apparently there's a wild OTK was theorized just before the mini set came out and saw a great deal of negative feedback after the cards went wide. Ixar says the change will take place later this week. If you don't remen- remember Wretched Tiller, it's a one mana, or it's, is it a one mana, one, one? It's one mana, one, one that when it attacks, um, it does two emit damage to the hero. And, um, well, you can make more than one card immune with the, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, the death speaker. The death speaker. So you make, it, am I getting this right? You make the, the wretched tiller and one of your opponent's cards, uh, yeah. Or, or you just make the till, depending on the number of minions yeah. the opponent has up, you can, you either just need to make the tiller immune or you make any other minion immune and then it just keeps attacking. Yeah. Until it dies, which it doesn't die, and does two damage every attack. So you could do like sixty damage or something like that. It's it's ridiculous. And you could do it at, at like seven mana because it's one mana for the tiller, three mana for the death speaker, three mana for hysteria. And it's I mean, if you have minions on the board, it's you can't play around it. Yeah, I was gonna say you need what, like fifteen it needs to basically attack fifteen times. To hit 30, so, like... Right. Not a lot of health, considering you can play have minions on the board, too, that it'll attack, if you forgot about that. The Death Speaker adds... What is the Death Speaker? 2-4 or 2-5? Yeah, it's a 2-4. Yeah, so, there's at least four of it right there for <laughs> you, so... Yep. There needs to be 11 health on the board, so... Okay. Um... Then we have Tavern, the Tavern Special Dark Moon Fair bundle available in the game shop right now. Um, it's the bundle. There's bundle options, which is kind of cool. So it's uh, you can get $10 for one Dark Moon Legendary and 10 packs, 20 for two uh, Dark Moon Legendaries and 20 packs, 30 for two Legendaries and 35 packs, or 20... For one pack, or for one legendary in 25 packs, five packs from, uh, uh, and it's, it's five packs totals, which is like a wild thing because it's five packs from Kobolds and Catacombs, Knights of the Frozen Throne, Journey to Un'Goro, 
mean streets of Gadgetstan, and whispers of the old gods. So you get five different expansions. And so this is a wild option. If you yeah. are a wild player, they gave you um, some options to get some wild packs for a decent, uh, a pretty good price. Is it 25? Yeah, so it's five. Yep. Um, Which in-game bundle offer seems to be based on previous uh, history was confirmed by Blizzard Community Manager on Reddit. Hi there, we're testing some of the new types of offers in our shop, which will cause some users to see different offers. This is intended. Be sure you check the in-game shop and the web shop to see if the, any uh, offers available to you. Uh, some yes. users have been able to purchase both in-game offer and web store offer. Purchase the one you want more to ensure you get it. Bundles available through February 9th. So I uh, took... So Oh, they're doing they're doing bundles based just uh, based on kind of your 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 buying history. If you haven't bought much, they're trying to get you in by having a real low low cost option. If you're a whale like yours truly, you get the big option. Uh, you know, if you only seem to play wild, you could get this wild option. And yeah, it, it's 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 really interesting because. Yeah, you don't necessarily know what option you're going to get until you log into the game and go into the store and see what's there. But then you also could go into the web, into the launcher, into the web shop and, and see see a different offer. Yeah, I'll give you three guesses as to which one I got. <laughs> <laughs> Have you looked Dragon Rider? I did. I got the uh, the medium one, so the twenty dollar uh, two legendaries and twenty packs. So, I guess I don't spend as much money on the game. You're you're a medium time spender. <laughs> yeah, what's that's fair. What's 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 below a whale? Like a, a great white shark? <laughs> I I don't know where where you go underneath a whale. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> so yeah, I uh. Yeah, this this is super interesting. I don't think I'm gonna buy it because like I need three legendaries, and I mean this would would 100% complete my set. But 30, like if they would have given me 20 bucks for the two legendaries and 20 packs, I probably would have. But 30 for 35, I don't need that much, and it just turns into you, extra dust. You you might be able to get that through the web shop. Okay, the web. So, so it seems like, uh, just based on what I've seen, it seems like the $20 option is kind of the standard one that's available for most people if they go into the, into the store in the launcher or through the, or through the, uh, through a web client. Um, and there's a bit more variance when it comes to the, uh, what, what you're seeing in game, but. I don't know if I necessarily like that they're doing this, but uh, it is definitely, it's definitely interesting. They're taking a fact the advantage of the fact that I've bought a lot of bundles. <laughs> I, I like the fact that they're trying something different. Yeah, like, you know, I I don't fault them for that at all. Like maybe it's not the best. You know, you're probably going to get some people that are like, oh, I want the better deal, and I wish I had the thirty five one, and I'm only getting these. You know, this mm. ten pack or something, you know, there there's gonna be some some people who are probably upset, but I like that they're at least trying different stuff. It's like maybe it would be a cool thing, or or people like it, or maybe it would work. But you gotta try stuff. So I I don't know. I'm at least happy they're trying a variety of things. Um, we'll see. I feel I feel like I'd be I like that they're trying new things. I think I'd like it better if they gave you the option of like you can buy one of these bundles that fits you, but you can only buy one of them. So if you only want to spend ten dollars, you can't buy the ten, the twenty, and the thirty. You can buy the ten. Or you wanna go the medium route, go you can go buy twenty. I mean it Typically, with these bundles, you're only allowed to buy one of them, and so I my mm -hmm. suspicion is is you probably aren't supposed to buy more than, or you're not supposed to be able to buy more than one of them because they all have the same tavern special name associated with them. It's just some people have been able to buy both it in game 
and then go into like the web into the shop and and purchase it there as well don't know if that's if that's going to last or if it was intended or not that's why you know we suggest if there is a particular bundle that you want and you have two options make sure you get that one that you want first because you may or may not be able to get that second one if it if uh given the opportunity I just looked and I on the web shop I have the twenty and the two legendaries. Yeah. Considering that's the only reason I was like that was because I was like, okay, well I have um I just opened ten packs after my last legendary and I need three legendaries. So I feel like with thirty with twenty packs I could probably get it, but I don't even need it. I have all the good legendaries out of the set. <laughs> now I'm just rambling. So anyways, let's continue on. Um, uh, another Ask Me Anything on Twitter with Ixar. Um, he covered new game modes, monetization, player profiles, mini sets, arena, and wild game formats. So, yeah. just yeah, the, the wild game format responses definitely elicited a lot of feedback from uh the wild community um we're we're not a wild podcast so i i wouldn't necessarily despite playing a fair amount of wild i i wouldn't call myself an expert on it and would defer to people that play more of it but it it's uh yeah it was that was definitely kind of the big discussion leading into the the dark moon races expansion was uh, his responses to that on Wednesday night, but there there was some other interesting stuff in here. Apparently, they're working on two different new game modes currently. One of which is potentially coming out that they had roadmapped for coming out before the end of Year of the Dragon. We did know that, uh, but apparently, there is another one that they're working on now, and and they really do see Hearthstone as being more and more game modes. So I don't think that they're going to stop doing new game modes anytime soon and yeah and, and they awesome. and and i was gonna say the other thing xr was like he thinks four months is too long in between expansions and so that's why you know the the team i i don't think that's exclusive to him i think that's more of a, a larger team thought and so that's why we're we we saw doom in the tomb last year or a couple of years ago now it was 2018 yeah yeah, and and but now they're going to try and address that by doing mini sets, and they're going to see how see how that goes. Okay, so, excellent stuff there. So I normally read the news, but I'm going to have Dragon Rider go through this next one as uh, she has put out a video on her YouTube channel. Um, if you are not following her on YouTube, Don, where can we find you on YouTube? I'd I'd appreciate knowing so I can go subscribe. Not that I already am. You know, or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you should be able to find me just by searching Dragon Rider DK uh, on YouTube. But I also do have it linked on my Twitter, and it should be linked on my Twitch as well. So if you follow me there, find me there, you can find the link. Uh, but yeah, it, I I know that Mage says he's not an expert on Wild, but I was gonna say I'm glad that he was there to talk about the Tiller stuff because I have no clue what's going on with Wild, like. I don't follow wild stuff, but tournaments, tournaments I follow. <laughs> Those I know. Yep. That's why I'm handing this <laughs> yeah. one to you. Awesome. So, yes, they finally did announce all of the 2021 esports stuff. Uh, we will have uh, the link for that. There's a ton of images and information about it, but all of the Masters Tours events are going to be online this year uh, because of the ongoing pandemic. So, they are actually doing all of them online. Last year they started and then they switched to online stuff. Um, but there's a couple changes that are happening because of that. Uh, so one of them is they're still doing the six Masters Tours. But now they have named them after uh, World of Warcraft cities. And they have this cool little uh, like map of Azeroth with the different cities listed on there. So we have the first one is Masters Tour Ironforge. Uh, which Ooh. will take place March 12th through the 14th. Uh, Masters Tour Orgrimmar, mm. April 30th through May 2nd. <laughs> you can tell where I came that down a- on, on, the, yes. on the side yes. of, of, of uh, World of Warcraft. I am alliance yeah. through and through. 
There you go. Um, Horrid rep in here. So send, send your hate mail to to uh, Derek Alkaline. Challenge me. The alliance was right. Challenge me. Oh. I will be on Twitter. Uh, well, you know, by the time that uh, May second is over and you're done challenging him, then we're gonna head over to Masters Tour of Dalaran, June eighteenth through the twentieth. Uh, Masters Tour Silver Moon, August twenty seventh through the 29th. Masters Tour Stormwind, October 22nd through the 24th. And then Masters Tour Undercity is in November, the 19th through the 21st. Uh, kind of interesting, each of these, there's like two, uh, two each for the Pacific time zone, two based on Central European time, and then two that are based on Korea standard time. So uh, for anybody that qualifies that's not normally in those time zones, uh, that will be quite a like sleep adjustments and different hours for those. But that's cool that there's, they still found a way to kind of represent everybody across the different time zones in the world. Yeah. Uh, because you have, you have the three different regions. So it makes, yeah. it's very fair that every region gets to two qual or two events. Otherwise it's yeah. like, I mean, it's a big adjustment if you're Europe and you're playing in either, you know, the Asian one, or if you're in the APAC one, you're playing in the, the European. So like, it makes a lot of sense to me that you have, you know, one in each and then one in each. It just, it's, it's more fair to the players. Cause I would have to imagine just guessing that the players in their home time zones have a slight advantage. Right. Yeah, probably, but, you never know, but yeah, not having to like adjust your exactly. sleep schedule or play at odd hours that, that that could definitely be an advantage. Um, but also speaking of that, there all of these are online, like we said. So they also will allow for more players in each of these tours. So they they're increasing the amount of participants up to about four hundred, uh, which we usually saw two to two fifty. I think was uh, was the average that we're participating in the Masters Tours in 2020. Um, so now there's going to be up to 400. I know they also did change the prize structure and everything for the Masters Tours as well uh, to kind of compensate for that. So yeah, uh, Daring mentioned uh, the video that I put up on YouTube. I do talk about all of that and go over that um, if anybody's interested. Um, but they are increasing the amount of like chances to qualify. So each qualifier period for the actual qualifier tournaments, uh, there's going to be 125 tournaments uh, online. Those are completely free to sign up for. Uh, I did look. So they are up to 1,024 players each as the maximum. Uh, they're single elimination. So, you know, could be up to uh, multiple rounds. You have to get to round of 256 which is basically the third round, essentially. Uh, and that's where you can start earning packs. So that is still available. Uh, but then in addition to that, there's they decreased the amount of top four placements you need. Uh, when they originally implemented that, it was six. <laughs> then they changed it to five. You just needed five top eights. Now they're decreasing it again uh, to four top eights in those qualifiers. Uh, they're increasing the amount of players from ladder. Like before it was top 16 from ladder from each region. Now it's going to be top 32. Uh, and I think they're also increasing the amount of players that will qualify from uh, from the actual Masters Tour to go on to the next Masters Tour as well. So those are all really good changes in terms of being able to get more people to play. Uh, and then the last thing we have noted here is also that uh, Blizzard has partnered with ESL for the next two years of the broadcast of Masters Tours, which is kind of interesting, right? Because in terms of the actual tournaments, they just announced this year, but then they said ESL is going to be doing the broadcast stuff for two years. Uh, so we'll see. I It kind of felt like they they announced that. And then at the same time, we started kind of seeing on social media that uh, some people who were working for Blizzard as Hearthstone production seemingly no longer have a job or are doing miscellaneous tasks until further notice, I guess. So 
that is really unfortunate. Um, I'm not sure what exactly the case is there, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that with it being very consistent, uh, you know, ESL already does a lot of stuff for like World of Warcraft and Starcraft with Blizzard. So I'm hoping the production value is really good. It's consistent and, you know, hopefully we'll draw an, a bigger audience to Hearthstone Esports as well, because that's always a good thing. So we'll see. So great job. Yes. Great job covering all that. Um, did they, did they get rid of like all their, are they getting new, uh, commentators or are they keeping the same group of people? Have they announced that? I don't think anything's been announced officially on that aspect. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't see anything. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard anything either way, but I mean, maybe this could be a chance for, for more casters to get in. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. We'll see. There, there's also, yeah, th I, they also said that for, it looks like for each of the Masters Tours, there's also going to be about 24 uh, spots that are from third-party events. So maybe we'll get to see some, like, broadcast and, and casters doing third-party stuff that also is leading to the Masters Tour, which could draw more attention to that. So cool. I don't know. going to see how that breaks down. I feel like the uh the uh that single elimination on that those masters tour qualifiers are, are a big deal, right? Because wouldn't you have to play I mean you still have to play like what like twelve rounds to get to the top eight, but now if you get get one loss you can just scratch your uh scratch your day and just be like, Okay, there's no chance I'm I'm out. Like I can walk away when, when I take my when I take a loss. Right? Was that how it was before, or is it... <laughs> I... Yeah, I mean, before, like, when they originally started, I think they had them as Swiss. Then they had a period where there was some Swiss and some single limb. Now they're all single limb. Um, I am a player. I personally hate single limb tournaments. Okay. Um, That's fair. But a lot of people like them because of the, the time that you were talking about, you know, it's like, well, they'd rather just be, you know, if I don't have a chance, I'd rather just be out and then move on with my day or do whatever else I need to do. Yeah. I mean, um, when, I, when you have that many yeah. people, when you have that many people playing it, like one loss is basically a elimination anyways. Right. Cause I, I would assume with like a thousand people you could get, I'm not doing the math off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure your top, your top whatever, your top eight are all people who haven't lost. So, like, so that's where I'm like, I'm just like, now it's just official that it's just like, okay, yep, no, there's my loss. I can, I can stop, but I get it both ways. So, like, I just remember people that I talked to about it were just, um, complained about the slog of, of that. And it's less of a slog if you're just out after one loss, but. Yes, I'm not a big fan yeah. of single elimination tournaments either. So, anyways, um, for the art fans out there, Year of the Dragon art book is coming October 15th, and it is 144 pages of the full Hearthstone uh, card art set. So, is it Year of the Dragon as in last year's set? Then they're not doing this year's. Yes. Okay. Yes, gotcha. it would be. It would be last year's. So. They've got a uh, Year of the Mammoth, and they've got an, another another one. Was Year it Crack? The... Kraken was before that. Raven was Phoenix? after. No, we're in... we're in Year of the Phoenix right now. Yeah. Right. Before, after Mammoth was Raven, and then Raven yeah. went into Dragon. Dragon went into Phoenix. I believe there was Year of the Kraken to Year of the Mammoth. If I'm remembering correctly, I could be wrong. So, in, in any event, it's another one of these really nice uh, art books. books. Actually, I have one of them. And, and yeah, it is. It's really, it's really cool to see like the full uncropped. This is what the, what this image would look like uh, if it wasn't in a Hearthstone card. And, yeah. Uh, that's super so. cool. I think that's a really cool idea. That's just like, if you're a really big fan and you appreciate art and how like having art books around, this is super awesome. So, yeah, 
Okay, uh, moving on to our main topic, let's talk about the races at the Dark Moon Fair, and we'll talk about our initial thoughts um, about this mini expansion and where where it lands, and we'll, you know, kind of go over some stuff we've seen and you know, fun decks and what seems to be good and what's come back. So. Let's go. Let's go around and just give our initial thoughts on the set, and uh, we can start with uh, Mage of Death. Mage, where where are you where are you coming down on on the races? Uh, I've enjoyed the games that I've gotten to play since the new expansion went live. Um, it's been it's been interesting to see how how things have changed. It, it, in one aspect, it feels like there's a lot of a lot of the same decks, but at the same time, there's definitely some new decks that have cropped up. I'm looking at you, Druid, uh, and uh, and Weapon Rogue. That was that was the hotness about the first 24 to 48 hours since the the uh, since the mini set went live. Um, I I actually was able to hit Legend before the expansion hit, and so really. I've just been playing stuff that had new cards in it and I've been enjoying myself. There hasn't been anything that like has felt um, really terrible, I guess, to play against. And so I don't know. I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. And it seems like there's a little something for everybody right now. And uh, I, I don't know. Some of the initial impressions that I'm seeing online seems to be that others, others are enjoying themselves as well. So. Dragon Rider, how are you feeling about the, the expansion so far? Uh, you know, I mean, I I've, maybe in true fashion of like Dark Moon Fair and, and races, it's felt like a roller coaster to me. Okay. Like at first it was like, this is fun. And then it was like, this is not fun. And then it's like, this is fun. Uh, I, I really don't know how I feel about like Weapon Rogue being back. Um, there's what else have I seen a couple other things uh, I've seen some other people talk about how just the weapon meta does not feel very fun and people are just getting really frustrated and tired of seeing weapons that hit for so much damage at a time um, and it, it is starting to feel a little you know like uninteractive uh, and it's like it, it's a little frustrating on the end of like we finally got rid of shaman right so we're like yes okay we're in the clear to get rid of sticky fingers out of our decks and then all of a sudden it's like nope nope put them back in which then <laughs> makes it like well you can't play other things that do run weapons because everybody's still playing sticky fingers and so that for me i think has felt a little irritating like i i wish that the meta had changed it differently in that aspect um but overall in terms of the mini set itself, I'm really liking a lot of the cards. I think there's a lot of really cool cards that are seeing play um, that aren't, it's not like cards that are, oh, wow, this is so overpowered. We need, we need to like start calling for nerfs already. I feel like there's, you know, there's a lot of good cards and there's some solid cards and there's some cards that are, people are trying and maybe they're okay. Um, I'm I'm hoping that we get a chance to really play these after like a rotation or change comes and we kind of get a lot of these old cards out and we can see how these mini set cards do in a in a different meta like that but overall I I think it's been a really cool experience I've enjoyed it so far. Yeah, I'm uh it's certainly new cards were added to the game. Um I I mean it's it's okay. Like I I am pretty neutral on the set like i think there are some interesting cards some weak cards and like i haven't felt much of a difference overall in the overall performance of the or the, of the meta i'm still slightly annoyed by it but i played some more control warrior today and that was fun i enjoyed that but like um i do like that it, it the things that seem to have slowed down just a bit that you can play a more controlly deck and be okay with it. So like I'm like, that's good. That that starts me making me feel a bit more at home. So I've, to be fair, I've probably enjoyed more and playing more since um, 
the the set came out than the the last round of nerves because like after the last round of nerves i kind of i was not really interested because it's like oh wow this just feels like exactly before the road or the uh expansion and there's like no new cards anywhere so now it feels like things are kind of going forward so i'm i at least say i have some positive things to say about it so I, w- I was really wondering about that because like there's definitely initially we had the the weapon rogue i think got uh pretty pretty well, it was pretty ubiquitous right after right after the set went live uh you know jay alexander and a few others put together a really solid list it's an aggro list so of course aggro can uh can just kind of go face especially when people are trying out new and interesting things and and so it definitely was really powerful in the first couple of days I, I, w- I was curious to know whether or not things if you had felt things slowed down because one of the things that I I feel like is that it actually hasn't slowed down which is which is weird because like we're seeing token druid come back because of uh arbor up which is a really really powerful card and really difficult to to play around if, if your opponent gets ramp or or just the number of boards that druid can play and or you've got like uh you know there's been some some aggro demon hunter things that have been going on you know the talking about weapon decks they're they're they they were definitely leveraging those as well. And Cyclone may just come back because of the mana biscuit and stuff. So, you know, some of that stuff can happen pretty fast. Like you can get mana giants down on turn five if you if you have a pretty good early game and stuff. So I was curious if if it had actually felt uh good to play controlling decks, which you typically like to play. Yeah. Um to be fair, I got a mana giant down on turn three. <laughs> in a game earlier this week so uh yeah uh that's disgusting i just want to point that out that's disgusting it was it was really disgusting because it involved a uh a uh what do you call it sorcerer's apprentice into an evocation into a bunch of free spells and a mana biscuit so like yeah, something that can happen. So, my opponent just left. <laughs> I didn't even get to concede. It's just the the opponent has left. Um, but yeah, for but for the most part, like, um, I don't know. Maybe I've just had uh, good luck today. Um, but it was doing well where control decks normally do well. Like it it was able to stem the early tide of of the meta without really adding a whole lot to it and um barricade felt like a pretty decent addition to it um either later on or early on um it seems yeah i just i just feel like i've just i was just playing cthune um control warrior and it it was working out for me so like i wasn't making significant progress but i wasn't really losing ground either so i mean take that as you will but do you think Dragon Rider? Are you seeing a lot of uh, decks playing the new cards, or are you seeing more decks that are just playing basically the same as they were before before Dark Moon Races came out? It's kind of interesting you ask that. I I think we were talking about that in one of my streams too, uh, where it's felt like there's been a decline of people playing the new cards. Um, which I feel like always kind of happens every time we have an expansion or new car, you know, whatever the case is, the first couple days, everybody's trying to like jam a whole bunch of them in decks and then it kind of decreases, which I think is the point we're already getting to. Um, I don't know. It, for me, it's felt like it's been like half and half, like half the time I'll see a deck that I'm like, Oh, well, okay, cool. This is that new, like, well, somewhat new spell druid. I guess, like, it's similar to other decks in the past, but it's still its own right. new thing. Um, and then, obviously, like, that is built around several new cards. Um, and then I've been playing, like, Enrage Warrior, which I don't think I'm playing any new cards in that deck at all. Uh, so it's, like, it, it's felt like half and half, and the decks that 
mostly are including new cards. It's like one or two new cards, it feels like. Like, they just slot in, you know, hey, we already have this body of this good deck, but we're going to change in this one card. Um, or two cards. Like, I feel like that's what uh, the Spell Mage, um, small, spell, small Spell Mage, as it is on HS3 Player, Cyclone Mage, some people are calling it, but... I feel like it's very, very similar to the deck that it was before, but now it has the uh, the Phoenix in there and then the Mana Biscuits. So it's like what it was before, but two new cards. Um, I don't know. So it's it's been interesting, but I also feel like we get that way with this, like once we get to the six set meta that we're in right now. Yeah. Because... Um, Decks are pretty much already kind of defined and, and stuff at this point. So now it's just a matter of, can I add in this one or two cards to make it that much better? Or, you know, so that's why I feel like I'm interested to see how these cards actually do, like, after a rotation in a couple months. And see if they're still being played a lot or if different cards get played instead. Because we are going to be uh, in a less heavy card pool meta um, and actually one, I was thinking, what was the one that you mentioned before we started recording, Daring? The Druid one? Oh, um, the, the sack. Oh. The, uh, the, <laughs> I don't, uh, the <laughs> bag of holes. Resizing pouch. Resizing pouch. <laughs> you know what I meant. Okay. I didn't, I didn't have the client up. I was loading it up to look. Um, um, yeah. I don't know. Like maybe that gets better after we go to less cards in the pool. Because it's it's going to be a little bit more like you can guarantee a little bit more what you're going to get, but I don't know. That's the, I, I hope that answered your question. That's just kind of like my rambling on how I felt about the meta. It it it, it definitely does. So the the thing we have to keep in mind, I think the first thing we have to keep in mind is most class classes got four class cards with this set, and and uh, so the there's not a, an opportunity for a lot of new cards, I think, to necessarily go because they're 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 I don't there's not any of them that I look at and be like, okay, all four of those are gonna go in the same deck. It, they just kind of did a little bit of something to help you do this one thing or this other thing. And so one or maybe two cards are gonna end up there finding their way in, but probably not all four. So we're not gonna see a lot of huge changes, but so so you then have a situation where like I've been watching HS replay a lot uh and at Diamond Legends since the expansion since the mini set hit there had been a lot of decks like with the best win rates that don't have any of the new cards in them they just don't uh you know in Rage Warrior being one of them Zulok being one of them you know Highlander Hunter because they didn't really get good cards in the in the in this set. Uh, those those are performing well, but they're performing well with what they had, as opposed to something helping them uh, explode into the meta, like say Druid, who got a card like Arbor up that suddenly makes Token Druid now viable. So it, it's it, it is it is kind of interesting because like. I think my expectation was that there was going to be all these decks with lots of new with lots of new cards in it or and it was going to do that. But I, I, I think maybe that was unrealistic, given the number of cards that, that were available. Plus, as you point out, we now have what, 170 cards in Madness of the Dark Moon Fair and at a larger total like close to like 2000 cards in standard, something like that. Um, so, I mean, we have to probably temper, uh, temper expectations a little bit. And some of these cards may not shine until, until after rotation. Yeah. Um, I don't think the pouch of resizing is going to change. I just think that card's garbage. <laughs> Did not realize when we were talking about it, I should have read it more it discovers a card, not a spell, but a card. So that includes minions. So it is literally a trash fire of a druid card. So um, I, I'm, yeah. 
don't like it. I played I played with it. That's how I know I don't like it. Even when curating, the only time I found I was pretty reasonably able to curate it was when I was down to zero mana. Because then it's going to give you Starfire, Innervate, and Lightning Bloom. That, that's the only time yep. you can know exactly what you're going to get. So, so if you... Yeah, I tested a little bit, too. That's about my experience. <laughs> I don't think yeah. 160 cards so, or you know, how many cards in the set is going to change the fact that it pulls minions. And uh, you have one mana left. Guess which slot has the most amount of minions? It's one. You know, like... Yeah, maybe eight was a little bit more selective, but there are still trash fire of eight drops. Like, I had seven mana left, and it pulled the 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 uh, the card that summons a random beast. Like, yeah, that card's garbage, like utter garbage. And it's like, okay, well, yeah. So, so you're saying the resizing pouch is not Zephyrus 2.0? No, it is gotcha. not. Oh, speaking of <laughs> Zephyrus, he's going to be gone in two months, and I will never have to see him again. <laughs> I'm 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 a little tired of Zephyrus and um, Highlander decks, so I'm I'm going to be glad to be on the other side of that again, um, because. Yeah, I just, I'm just, I don't enjoy when Zephyrus get, like, it was fun for a while. Um, it was fun for most of its life, but now I'm at the end where I'm like, uh, you can cut Dragon Queen off. Like, you can cut. I, I lost multiple times today to specific RNG that was like, uh, I played against a, uh, 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 Quest Shaman who off of, uh, Highlander Quest Shaman who off of Dragon Queen Alexstrasza pulled Ysera Unleashed for one mana. So he got to Hero Power, quest Ysera uh, Unleashed, and put 14 portals in his deck. Yeah, it was... I would define that as ridiculous. Uh, uh, there's just a few other times, too. Like, I literally had a guy I was playing Warrior, had three... Three, um... Uh, what do you call them? Uh, Rattlegores on the board. He kills off the two Bloodsworn mercenaries, plays um, uh, uh, Yaxaran, Wheel of Fate, take control of three minions. Like, I'm like, really? I, and this was a Highlander Druid. It was a Highlander Druid that did that to me. And I'm like, I knew you had another Yogg-Saron, but, like, did it have to happen on that first one? Like, so, I kind of got, I got real, I got cheesed by my own Rattlegores multiple times. <laughs> then another fun story, Rogue, got played against a Rogue. Um, he stole, or he copied a Rattlegore, and then he, like, I was able to use the, uh, the minion that prevent death rattles for trading off. But it was okay because he pulled off Togwaggle Scheme, two Togwaggle Schemes off of Wan Sellers and was able to put six Rattlegores into his own deck, which he started drawing immediately the next turn. So, yeah. <laughs> seems, seems, seems good. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a lot of RNG today that was like, it was hard to stay calm. I remained calm. I lost my cool a little bit. But yeah, so I'm kind of done with Zephyrus and uh, a few of those things. I'm gonna I'm gonna be glad. I, I I like the design of the cards when it comes down to it. I think they're fun cards. I'm just I've had I've had my fill with this meta right now, and that's where I'm like, just it, that's why I was looking forward to this new you know expansion because it's like oh okay things are gonna be swapped out, but like as we're saying, like it feels like more of the same. Things slow down at least a teensy bit, you know, but if, but I was playing a control deck that could deal with the rogue, you know, the, the weapon rogue or like a zoo locked pretty easily. So dragon rider, have you seen anything unexpected or fun? I guess I would use just in, in quotes, <laughs> fun. Uh, ha have you played or, or encountered somebody playing something, uh, 
crazy fun. Yes. So, and I know you've got a couple uh, written down as well, but uh, this is... uh, I, I will say that one of the first decks, one of the decks early that I actually started testing was actually a token druid myself, but the token druid I built was very reminiscent of like the old style token druids that's really like uh, minion heavy and not this like spell druid that's um become popular right now Uh, and i actually had success with it um i was just looking at my stats i think i went like 16 and 9 with it which isn't bad actually um no i I saw some i saw some of those games you were you were doing very well yeah and and that was pretty fun uh it was it was kind of like zoo I'm just, you know, just playing a lot of minions, the old style token druid. Uh, so that was a little different because, like, again, all of the other people have been playing, like, the spell version. Um, so if you're looking for something a little different to try, you can try that. And then also I did run into somebody that was playing a, like, rally priest uh, that was playing. Um, uh, please help me again with the names. The, what's the 2-6 taunt? The, convincing, like the convincing infiltrator. Oh no, no, you're talking about the injured no. Tolvir. Injured Tolvir yes, and Tolvir. injured Blade yeah. Master. So it okay. it deals three damage to itself when it comes into play, and it's okay. a two drop. And then they play the yeah, injured Blade Master as a three drop. That's a four seven. But when Rally brings them back, they don't come back injured. Right. And uh, that was a really cool looking deck. I was like, those are actually pretty good minions to try to, you know, play with, with Rally. And especially if you can stick those on board, you know, maybe buff them with like Apotheosis or something. Like, it seemed like a really cool concept. Um, but I only saw that one person playing it and I never saw it again. So it must not really like be a, a viable deck, but it was cool. And I was, I was happy to at least see people trying some different stuff. Um, so I've, commend them for that at least daring did you have you seen anything fun or unexpected since since dark moon races has hit hit? i think envoy rustwick is really fun and i've seen people playing him so like that's made like i've played him and it feels fun just to get random um primes put in your deck and then put more random primes in your deck and it's all not always good or uh it's sometimes too slow, but it's it's fun. Like it's it certainly meets the definition of fun. Like it's just doing yeah. a bunch of random stuff, and then especially if you're playing a quest variation and you get to draw a free, you know, Cadgar or Cargath Prime or a free um uh the Mage one. Now I can't remember its name. Solarian so, Prime. Yeah, Solarian Prime or Akuma or a Kama Prime and. Yeah, it's it's just I think it's a really fun card. It's not exactly the most consistent or great, but I think it's it's a good time. Yeah, when 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 I think of fun, I think I have not played it yet. Uh I've seen a lot of uh people talking about it. Wicked Good, Mad at Arms from a couple other Hearthstone podcasts have been tinkering with Envoy Quest Warlock and so uh, he's posted a list that I that I want to try tomorrow, and and yeah, just the the having this minion that puts random primes into your deck that uh, that that you don't get to know about until you draw one of them seems seems really interesting. Uh, you know, we I I don't know if I would call Miracle Priest fun, but that's definitely been a thing since since uh rally has come back you know you you're trying to get the blood waver and the sethic veil weaver to come back and uh i i know wicked good has said he's played it a bunch and says it's terrible but uh people are playing it right now and it and it and it seems really scary when they're getting lots of priest cards lots of priest spells and getting them discounted and all that sort of thing um Murloc Paladin is back. They got they got a rush Wind Fury Murloc, and so some people have been playing Murloc Paladin in Standard. Uh, I actually crafted uh, Ringmaster Watley so that I could play Ike's Menagerie Pirate Warrior last night on stream. 
it's a menagerie insofar as it's pirate warrior with two dragons in it, but it's still very interesting and kind of fun. Uh, it can actually do a lot of damage really quickly. And, and so that's why I was like, with Murloc Paladin and Pirate Warrior and some of these things, it's like, how slow has the meta actually gotten? Because Well, and and so. well, when you say Mirage, I forgot that Sky Barge is a mech. So yes. Watley pulls a dragon, a pirate, and a mech. So that's like... Yeah, yeah it, it, I mean, it's it's really good. And like the thing I like about it, and it, it actually speaks to, to Dragon Rider's comments about uh, you know, a weapon meta, and uh, I saw a very long back and forth online with Zacho talking about how much he didn't like a weapon meta, and I think he's definitely not in the minority there. Um, but like, it's got a lot of weapons, so and then it's got the you know the pirates with sky barge, and like, oh, the more I play Sword Eater, the more I'm just like, holy cow, that is a good card because. You're getting the getting basically a fiery war axe plus a two five taunt for four mana is just ridiculous. It is like you could just there is no way to uh, undersell just how much stability that can potentially give you uh, in the mid to late game, especially when you're dealing with decks that are a bit more aggressive in nature. So. Good times. Yeah, I, I want to add for the uh, audio listeners as well. When Major Death said, didn't realize or, or realizing how good that card is, both Daring and I looked like we were like metal, you know, like headbanging <laughs> to metal music or something, like with how vigorously we were shaking our head, like, yep, yep, that card's good, yep. Uh, I mean, yes. I knew it was good. <laughs> I've been yeah, frustrated it, by it for the last two months since it came out, but uh, I have not played many decks that I, I haven't played many warrior decks, so I haven't had an opportunity to play it myself. And now having seen it on on my end, it's like, wow, this is this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Also. So. I, also, oh. Crab Rider. Crab Rider is still the most adorable card. I just, my heart melts every time I see that smiling crab. Just go look at that crab. It's got its eyes out and it's smiling at you. It's just like, he's like, hey, <laughs> it's so good. And of course, the, the quote. So I'm just, I, I'm going to ride on Crab Rider from, from now until the end of time as the most adorable card Hearthstone has ever printed, I think, to date. So, so one last question I ha have for you both, and I'm going to start with you, Dragon Rider. There's, uh, I've seen some comments on Twitter uh, where uh, some kind of more well-known players ha have commented about the fact that, that they're happy with the mini set. And they think that part of the reason for this is because we had such a short window for uh, the the reveals of the cards and no pre-release events like we, like we've seen for the bigger expansions the last few months. Uh, people like Zeddy and and Meaty uh, come come to mind with this. Do you do you think that played a role in in how in how things are right now five or five or so days after the expansion or or do you think did what 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 do you think of those comments? I guess. Um, yeah, it, you know, it might be an overall, like, impact that there wasn't some sort of reveal stream where, you know, big name streamers were building decks and stuff ahead of time. Um, I'm not sure, like, I personally don't ever watch those. So, like, like sorry, I don't, I don't really uh, watch those in the first place. So for me, it f has felt pretty normal. But I still feel like there's been a ton of variety and iteration throughout the the last several days since the the mini set has hit so it's felt really good in terms of that but i i feel like more so it's the uh the design of the cards and that we got fewer cards um kind of like you were saying that each class only got four cards so with so few cards they have to be a little bit more impactful and 
you know, add variety. And I think that that to me is what is making it change more and why it's felt so good. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. Could also be that we didn't get a lot of like big attention on theory crafting stuff ahead of time. Daring, what about you? What are you, what are your thoughts on? I'm not entirely sure. Um, I mean, it's not a bad thing. I don't have any negative feelings towards it. I just don't have any overly positive feelings to it either. I'm kind of neutral. I mean, I don't know what else to say with that. I like I, I don't know that the cards not being revealed until two days before has made any difference to me one way or the other. So if other people are enjoying it, I think that's a good thing. So yeah, I, I. I've been thinking all day about about the these comments and and I definitely could see that as a as a point of view like I can understand where they're coming through them. I, I feel like there's even if you don't even even if it's not something that you actively participate in those pre pre event uh pre launch events it seems like some of that stuff sort of just bleeds in regardless and uh especially in the initial days and yeah i mean the longer you have these cards available to you the more time you have to think about it the more time you have to come up with broke interactions or or different things like that so on the one hand that yeah if you if you feel like the meta 5 days after an expansion goes live uh, things are already stale and you don't feel like that right now, then yeah, this seems like this would probably be a really good reason why that is. But uh, I, I'm not sure if that's the only reason. I, I definitely think that like they did, a, as you pointed out, Dragon Rider, they did a really good job with this set and there's some really interesting things going on and there seems to be a little bit of something for every type of player. And it might just be a that and the fact that there's only a little bit here for everybody that has allowed for for this to kind of feel good at least in the in the first few days after the expansion maybe we won't feel that way you know in a couple of weeks but like right now i'm i'm really happy with with how it's feeling and i'm excited to try out more new cards you know tomorrow night and friday and and going forward cuz there's 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 it's not just like here's the like four or five cards I'm interested in. There's like even though there's only four pl class cards per class, it's like there's still one or two per class that I want to try and I, I haven't gotten to most of them yet. So okay. And that'll do it for our main topic this week. Um so Mage, you want to give us uh next week's poll question? Sure. So, we've talked a lot about Dark Moon races in the initial days. Uh, since the expansion is hit, we'd like to know from you, has the Dark Moon races done enough to change up the meta, at least so far? Uh, yes, no, or you're not sure. So please vote, tell us, give us your initial impressions on the new meta, reply back with any additional thoughts that you want to add. And we will talk about the results on next week's show. Speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS. Follow our top pin tweet and it'll take you to our Discord. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at DaringAlkline. I've actually been streaming a little bit more because I've been streaming on my PlayStation 5. Um, so if you want to come hang out, I'm at uh, twitch.tv forward slash DaringAlkline. And a shout out to Blizzlet. I was on their show and we talked about the cards again last Thursday. So, um, yeah, got, I was on two shows this past week. It was a lot of fun. So good, good times over at Blizzlet. Uh, Dragon Rider, where can we find you? Hey, you can find me on Twitter at Donnie DK. That's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. And streaming on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Dragon Rider DK. Uh, and then we talked about my YouTube earlier, but just a heads up for anybody that is following me or is curious about how my schedule is going to change. I am planning on at least changing and not streaming on Saturdays and Sundays now because I'm going to be hitting these qualifier tournaments very hard. So I'm undecided still about Fridays, um, but I'm still figuring that out. But yeah, anywhere if you want to support me and follow me and 
and see what I'm up to, those are the places to do it. And Mage, take us home. Yeah, well, we'll definitely be rooting for you in all those qualifiers. So uh, we, yes, looking forward to hearing uh, hearing how that's going as as you progress through that. You can find me on Twitter. I am at MajorDeath, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash MajorDeath as well. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in this week. And as always, you have been listening to Doctor 3. Boom.